Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beet brand for heart health support. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. This show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Listen up, NFL fans. K just dropped a collection of officially licensed NFL jewelry. Shop your favorite team in the True Fans Fine Jewelry Collection at k.com slash truefans. Gear up for the season and celebrate the love of the game with K. Wounded Warrior Project is working to foster the most successful generation of veterans in our nation's history. One of the ways they do that is through adaptive sports. Veterans are some of the most resilient people on the planet. It's not about what you can't do after experiencing injury or illness. It's about tapping into what you can do. Learn more about how Wounded Warrior Project's adaptive sports programs are changing lives at www.woundedwarriorproject.org sports. This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's about to go. The Buffalo Nerds Sports Podcast Where we talk history of the game numbers and stats And each week we highlight a charity that's doing good If you haven't subscribed yet, then you should Because I'm this, 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 this the, the real deal And you know I gotta shout out the Buffalo Bills Turn it up to the max, sit back and relax This the Buffalo Nerds Sports Podcast Let go! Hey, what is up, Bills Mafia? Welcome in to another episode of the Buffalo Nerd, your home for Buffalo Bills football with a charity on top. Brought to you by Minute Media and Fansided. Another week is in the books at One Bills Drive. A lot of news has come across about the new stadium and deal in place. We got a couple guys back that I was hoping we would sign. They were they were a couple of my top uh, four guys when we went into the free agents here, the free agency period at the beginning of the season about the couple of guys that I wanted to keep around. Uh, two of them are back. We're going to touch on that a bit. 
super exciting stuff. I mean, even though the the stadium deal comes with a little bit of this and that, uh, we'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, but this team is looking good. The AFC is looking stout. Brandon Bean's done a fine job so far this offseason. Couple holes still to be filled, but some other good pieces done this week, I think, in my opinion, at least. But before we get into all that, like we do here every week uh, on The Nerd, we are going to go ahead and highlight a charity again this week. Um, so <clears throat> for those of you that may know this, some of you may not know, April is actually a Child Abuse Prevention Awareness Month, right? So I wanted to take an opportunity to kind of uh, highlight that. Um, you know, obviously, if you can help out in any form or fashion, uh, you know, that's typically what we're uh, trying to get people to do over here is donate you know, and head over to cool organizations that are not only like making a difference, but this week uh, we're going to highlight an organization specific to that field. So preventchildabuse.org. Uh, they're a very cool organization. Uh, you can check them out again at preventchildabuse.org and uh, go over there. There's ways to donate. There's research over there. There's all sorts of just, you know, there's different opportunities for you to find resources, you know, maybe pass this information along to somebody else. Uh, but in, they've been around for a while and obviously, you know, um, Coming out of COVID, you know, the economy is kind of crazy. So uh, people are in tough situations and, you know, sometimes kids get put into situations that they shouldn't necessarily be in. So if you see something or you know something or, you know, somebody needs some help um, or you just want to help out an organization that is helping people out like that, um, go ahead and head over to preventchildabuse.org. Cool organization. And again, this month, April, Child Awareness Abuse Awareness Month. So very cool. Make sure you check them out and or any other, you know, Check in your local neighborhood. Um, there's probably some kind of a local community thing going on. This is kind of a bigger network that does things all across the country. Um, but, you know, I'm sure you can find something locally for you too to, you know, tie yourself into a little bit. So, <clears throat> I mean, I mentioned it off the top. I wanted Botker back. I mean, to me, um, the injury, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I think you saw it kind of play out the way that it should have, where we see what's available. You see if you can find something a little better, and then you see what your money looks like, and you go back to him and you say, hey, do you want to stick around? Uh, because ultimately, he kind of found his place. He was the starting you know, left guard for a little while uh, before the injury. And he wasn't playing terrible. The line was not necessarily clicking at the time that he was in there, but he wasn't playing bad. I do believe that he is a player that can be a, a nice asset to this offensive line. And now you're getting him back on a one-year deal relatively cheap. And ultimately, when you're trying to fill those backup roles or and or maybe starting role, but backup roles, you want those to be cheaper options. And he's 27 years old. So this is a, you know, kind of a show us deal. Uh, I think you with him see how he bounces back because at 27, he could be a long-term answer for this offensive line. Uh, you just got to give him an opportunity to come back and see if he can stick around. Um, and for me, I think he will. And uh, I think it's a great price. And I think he has a good spot on this roster and maybe he, you know, he's not going to start necessarily this year, but we'll see what happens. But moving forward, he could be a guy that's gets signed to another two year deal at the end of this off season as we keep him around until his low thirties and see what we can do. But team guy, you know, kind of built up through the, the process. So I, I, he was fitting all of the bills for me. And now he comes, comes in, resigns in a nice low number this week. The other one that a lot of people are kind of upset about this, and I get it. I mean, maybe we could have come up with a better, a better number or whatever, but at least the way that the contract was built, it's generally good for us and it works for us. I mean, the money was going to be the hinge point. We talked about it last week with the Bears offer coming out. We didn't get to see what it was at the time. But now that we know, uh, I mean, it's a four-year, $17 million deal for Ryan Bates. And 
you're thinking to yourself, this guy played like three three games last year and was in the playoff run and that kind of stuff. But you have to remember that this is actually a guy that they've stuck with, right? They've brought him in and they stuck with him, you know, for a long time. And he's a versatile player. They've said that from the get-go, that they liked him because one day he may be the center. He may be a tackle. You never know. He can fit the bill and play a lot of positions. When he stepped in at the end of the season, the team was clicking and, and things were going better, but the offensive line played well. I mean, they gave up two sacks the rest of the way, you know, the last few weeks of the season and into the postseason. So to me, four years at 17 million, he's 25 years old. If you do exactly what you're supp- you say you do, and what you're supposed to do, you draft, you re-sign, and you build internally, this guy fits the bill. And when you ha- you see an organization in the NFL puts out an offer for him at four years, $17 million, that should trigger for to you that there's somebody seeing the same thing. So I understand some people are like, what we we haven't saved any money. We we moved on from Williams and we moved on from Mongo and we saved like no money because we turned around and gave it to these guys. Well, yeah. I mean, that's how this works. Botker is four years younger than Williams. Williams was being paid tackle money. He was only going to be the guard. You know, so like, and then the other piece of it is Mongo is, he's older and he's just not that great anymore. I mean, I love the guy and he was great for the turnaround in Buffalo, but right now he's, he's not that player anymore. And I would much rather give that money to the gentleman that we have because he's younger. He's got an opportunity to be Mongo for four more years in Buffalo. And he's versatile player. That's that trumps everything for me. If you find an offensive lineman that fits your system, he fits your process, he fits everything about you. You have to keep him around. Two years, Mitch Morris can be gone. Maybe Bates is the center, and he's at, he's going to be twenty nine years old. You can sign him again. We're seeing guys play well into their thirties. Whit, Whitworth just did forty years old this year and played at a high level. So you have to wrap your head around. It's okay to sign, not necessarily, you know, like prominent type of players or guys that you've got to see a lot of because you have to be able to do that. You have to trust in what you're doing and trust in your process that he will fit. And if the dude busts realistically, it's like a two year deal. And then we break ties and, and, and things are much better. I mean, most of the money was front loaded, which helped us. That's why we were able to sign this deal and offer it. So, I mean, to me, Bates is a, a huge piece. I love the signing. He was one of my top guys at the beginning of the season that I wanted back. I just thought for everything that he can do and the way he was playing and he stepped in, it's it's a smooth, smooth move. So besides that, we didn't really do a ton, you know, roster wise this week, which you're not I like I mentioned last week, I think Bean's kind of in we're gonna wait and see now mode, right? It's time to focus on the draft. Uh, if somebody happens to get released before the draft, obviously eyes on the prize, right? They're gonna be looking around to see what's going on because for me the the C B position is still up in the air. Um, you know, maybe they have the answer like we've talked about in the past where they're going to just shuffle the deck in the way that they do things. Um, and they've got an elite defense around this player. So we'll see. But I still believe uh, we will see a CB either addressed probably both in the draft and a veteran presence after the draft or if somebody gets released prior to or maybe during the draft. I mean, we have capital to move and we don't necessarily have roster spots that these guys are going to fit. So. Maybe you make a day out trade for a veteran CB and you give up a couple picks that saves you in salary a little bit that you don't have to send out depending on how much the you're taking on with the, the, the guy you're bringing in. But to me, the, the cornerback is still a position of need, but it's, it's draft time, right? You, you got to go into this draft and see what you're ready to do. And then after that, 
go after some undrafted guys and then you probably see what else is going on would be the way that I would approach it the West rest of the way. If it was me running the show money wise, knowing what I have, knowing what I need still, I, I think this team's really close. It's just going to be some depth pieces and probably two or three of them are going to come out of this draft as role players that are ready to play now. And then the rest of the guys probably aren't Um, this roster is good. So I like where we're at. Uh, the money's whatever, and you can you can complain up and down all you want, but you restructure and you keep youth around when you can, and you develop internally, right? That Bean has talked about that time and time again, how they want to draft guys, re-sign them, keep them there, right? You want to build the winner. That's how you build them. You keep your own guys, right? Currently on the active roster, now some of these guys have left and come back and things of that nature, whatever, but there's 24 guys that have been drafted by the Bills on the roster right now. 24. I mean, that wasn't the case in the past. So this team was having to search for free agents and free agents of time after time after time trying to fill holes. And that's what makes it so difficult to succeed. You can't be out there every year trying to fill holes with bringing guys in because you never develop continuity. Your system never gets to truly be fulfilled to where you can let guys play the way the defense can now, where they run around and they do what they want because they know what they're doing. So 24 players on the roster. Bean does this time and time again since he's been with us. So I'm not even close to like saying anything that Bean has not done well this offseason because the way the money's being moved, the youth that's being signed, we've moved on from some veteran guys. There's just he's done a great job in churning this roster over year after year and keeping our guys on the roster. So kudos. Now. What pretty much trumped a lot of those guys being signed was the stadium deal. It's been announced the team is here to stay in Buffalo with a 30-year deal, uh, ironclad supposedly, um, which means even if they do probably try to leave at some point, there's some kind of big chunk of money that gets paid back to the state or the county or whatever. But yes, um, there's some definitely some things that are negative about it. I mean, the highest taxpayer dollar amount ever put into an NFL stadium. Yeah, I mean, that's not cool, right? Um, and that kind of sucks. But, uh, you know, that's the price you have to pay it to be in the NFL and to keep the shield in your city. I mean, there's a lot of other cities out there that want the team, would take the team, um, you know, and New York's not necessarily a tax-friendly state. It doesn't have a lot of things that really trigger teams and players and people want to be there. So you have to build a winner. And unfortunately, the city and you know the county and the state is going to have to pay for it um, in this scenario. Now, on the flip side, 30 years of keeping an NFL franchise in your city. That's 30 years of money. Uh, that's 30 years of revenue. You know, I, I, I can see both sides of it. I can see why you could complain on both sides of it. But for me, deep down inside, we've, we've went through the years of the team's going to leave. We finally worked out a deal. The lease is running up. The stadium's running up. Is the NFL going to want to move us because of the market? It's not big enough. There's no winner. We started winning, right? We built the market that the, the energy is there. The ownership is there. The coaching is there. The NFL bought in and they bought in long term. I mean, that's a 30 year deal. You, we can't ask for much better than that of having a, a brand new stadium, a good product on the field in a long term deal. I mean, sure. Um, somebody else paying for all of it would be great. Um, 
But besides that, as a Bills fan, knowing that the Buffalo Bills should be in Buffalo for the next 30 years, that means a ton to me. And I think that means a ton to the community that makes it worth the work and the effort that it might take to, you know, have to pay those taxes and those types of things. But other big news of it is outdoor stadium, right? All the words we're hearing is outdoors. Um, uh, a lot of the stuff being reported is uh, the Tottenham Spurs stadium is going to be kind of what it should look like and kind of what it could look like with some new NFL mixed stuff in there, you know, the party decks, that kind of stuff. But I mean, if they put something similar to the Tottenham Spurs stadium in Orchard Park, that building's gorgeous. I mean, I, I like the layout of it. I know some people still want the dome, this, that, and the other. I mean, most of the seating will be covered. Um, it'll be cold, so you'll still have some of that. You're not going to necessarily have massive wind and all those kinds of things, so you'll lose some of the elements. But I think it's a gorgeous-looking building if it's anything close to that. Um, and to have something that gorgeous going up you know, in Orchard Park that's going to be there for 30-plus years, um, I I think it's an incredible, incredible thing that is taking place. And I look forward to seeing what it looks like in 2026 because um, they, they, these stadiums just get, keep getting cooler and cooler and cooler and cooler. Um, so it's going to be very cool to see what this stadium can do and what it can look like in Orchard Park as the Buffalo Bills are there to stay for the next 30 years. I mean, when I stop and let that sink in, it's awesome. I mean, the mafia has its home for another 30 years. So kind of another little spin off of that that just came out today. We're, this is Friday. You know, we're recording this on Friday, April 1st. Um, I, I'm, I'm hoping almost actually that this is like an April Fool's joke and it's going to come down here in a little bit that they were kidding around. But there's the alternate uniform that's been put out where the logo is a chicken wing and it's got what? I mean, the thing that got me is, which I'm hoping this is an April Fool's joke, is that the article said that the the on the wings is ranch, like it's supposed to be. So that threw me for a loop. That's why I still think this is a joke. If it's not a joke, I don't really care. I mean, if there's a new alternate uniform, sure. Uh, it it kind of looks like an arena uniform to me, which is whatever. I just want to see the Buffalo Bills on the field playing um, because I, I do believe that we are close to being a winner. Uh, if they want to mix in some fun little uniforms here and there to kind of mix it up or whatever, cool. Keep at it. Uh, feels a little money grabbish, but whatever. I would have rather seen the old 90s helmet come back, but that's just me personally. That's how I like the role. That's what I grew up with. So I would much rather see that than a chicken wing helmet in the shape of a Bills logo. But there's worse things, right? I mean, if we're, if the league did remove the the alternate uniform thing so they can change things up and they can do things without having to run it through all the parameters that they had to before. So if you haven't seen it yet, which if you're a Bills fan, I'm sure you have because you're a Bills fan. Uh, let me know your thoughts. You know, hit me up in a comment somewhere on one of the social media posts of this episode or whatever, or leave a comment in the show notes about it or whatever, uh, you know, in the review about what you guys think about it. Because for me, it feels weird. But ultimately, I don't really care. I mean, seeing the Buffalo Bills on the field is what I want to see again because this is a tough season. There's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about this. Who we play this now, right now, is if you look at it on paper, it's going to be a very tough season. So I want to get it rolling because I do believe we are there. We're close. We've we've been knocking on the door. We're 13 seconds away. 
right? We've been knocking. It's time to break down the door and get there again. And I think this could be the year. Speaking of almost getting there, uh, another thing that came out this week because they're doing all the NFL meetings, uh, owners meetings and all that kind of stuff is they are going to officially make the overtime rule change uh, to where both teams will get possession of the ball no matter what. Yeah, it's great. I, I think, yes, it's a little too late for us in our 13 seconds, but still there's other pieces to that 13 seconds that shouldn't even existed to where we got to that point. But it is nice knowing in overtime, that's the other piece of this. It's only an overtime rule, right? We're not going to let games just keep going and keep going and keep going in the regular season. If it happens to happen in overtime, it happens to happen. But both teams will get to touch the ball. And I think if you went back and look at it, they were saying it was like the team that won the toss is like in overtime, won like 10 out of the 12 games, and they scored on the first possession. So now granted, you as the defense, you have to stop them, right? This isn't just a one-sided you know, thing you could, you could get your team the ball, right? But typically an offense is humming or they've made a comeback when they roll into overtime or things like that. You know, it's like, there's usually some momentum and things going on. So just like the idea in overtime of at least saying, Hey, everybody gets the ball at least one time. And then we go from there, you know, and you just play it out till you score and the other team doesn't. I mean, I, I, to me, that feels like the best way to do it when you're playing for what you're calling the world championship. It shouldn't be stopped after just one possession with only one guy touching the ball. Right. I mean, to me, that's why. Now, if we start finding that the games are just going and 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 it becomes a safety kind of concern and things of that nature, then let's readdress it. But we're talking about 12 games that have gone to in the playoffs and gone to overtime throughout the history of the NFL here recently. So it's like, is it that big of a deal? No. Will it come up a lot? It's been coming up more and more in the new age game today, but I still don't think we're going to see this a ton. But it is nice to know that because of RQB, Josh Allen, and everybody saying, but if you would have gave the ball to Josh Allen one more time, he would have scored two. Right? We now don't have to worry about that in the playoffs anymore. So cool. This is always a plus, right? The NFL needs to do this kind of stuff where they need to be able to look at things and address them and change them. You know, baseball gets stuck in their old ways and they don't want to change things and tweak things for the new age and the new, the new way of the game. Uh, you know, they just want to keep it old school. The NFL does a very good job of finding new advanced ways and being willing to change things. I mean, the owners meeting, I think it was 29 to three in the votes. So, I mean, I wish they would come out and tell us who the three were that voted against it because like, why? What would what would be the reason other than it's just the way that we've always done it? So why are we changing it? Um, so maybe they're old school owners in that regard. But uh, you know, for me, I think it's the right move, and the NFL should continue to do these things moving forward. So, speaking of moving forward, coming up in April here now, uh, we're going to start rolling some guests back through the doors here a little bit. Uh, we'll keep it to one show, you know, pretty much uh, for the off season here during the week. And as the season starts to get a little closer, we'll rotate back into our two, two a week. Um, and we'll be bringing on a guest for one of those. And then it'll be solo show and we'll still be highlighting the charity and everything every week. So 
Thanks so much for everybody for listening in again. We'll kind of just spend the next couple of weeks here spinning up towards the draft. Um, like we mentioned, I'm not expecting many more moves in the free agent period right now, unless somebody hits and something goes down. Could still see a trade, you know, during this time period. I'm not sure that Bean's completely not looking around like we've talked about. Um, so we could see some of that, but mostly we're just going to be getting ready to hit the draft, you know, and, and see what it's going to look like for this team. Um, you know, I, I, I believe CB will be our first pick. Uh, I also have an inkling that we'll be trading that first pick, um, whether that's up or down. Um, I, I still believe that Bean might think there's a guy up there that he would want to go and get. Maybe it is that cornerback. Um, you go up into 12, 15, somewhere around in there, uh, you give up your pick and maybe something a little more, you know, on the back end to a team that's trying to rebuild and you're not really rebuilding anymore. Um, you, you know, you always want to progress and keep guys coming in, but there's also a point to do it. And I think this year is a point that we might move off of it as well. But make sure you guys are continuing to listen in. Been getting a lot of new listeners uh, the past few weeks. So I appreciate all you guys that are new to the show, all you folks that have been part of the Nerd Mafia for, you know, over a year now. Thanks so much for being here, listening and watching. Uh, make sure you guys are heading to all the social channels and checking out everything that's over there, following, liking, sharing, you know, doing all those good things. Um, you know, if you haven't hit up the YouTube channel yet, make sure you guys head over there and, you know, give it a subscribe, leave a review. You know, um, if you're an Apple fan, if you're Spotify, subscribe, you know, leave a review, likes, all that stuff helps the show grow and continue to get more and more listeners uh, so we can get more and more uh, about these charities out there. And, you know, uh, we'll keep turning out good Bills content and uh, get ready for this upcoming season where I do believe we will finally break through, uh, but it, it's going to be the toughest year that we've had to do it. So it's going to be an interesting year to see uh, how it turns out. And I'm really looking forward to uh, getting into it some more. So that's going to do it for this week. Make sure you guys are heading over to the Buffalo Nerd and checking out everything over there. Make sure you guys are heading over to buffalolowdown.com. That's buffalowdown.com for all the Bills content. Those guys are churning out over there. A lot of good stuff going on, and they'll be getting ready to pump out a lot of stuff for the draft as well. And make sure you guys are heading over to preventchildabuse.org and, you know, making people aware that this month is, in fact, a, you know, Child Abuse Awareness Prevention Month. And if you know somebody needs some help, shoot us some info. If you're looking to help, head over there. Maybe you can donate or donate some time. And, of course, go Bills. You just listen to the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast. Make sure you leave a review and subscribe. So you never miss another episode. We'll see you next time. Leg out. Hi, I'm Michaela from Columbus, and I would absolutely recommend 3C. Because the accident wasn't my fault, 3C stepped in to handle the other person's insurance company, so I didn't have to do a thing. While they were fixing up my bumper, they actually fixed up a few of the scratches that were there, and now it looks brand new. I would totally recommend 3C to my friends and family, and I have been. <laughs> 3C Body Shop, the finest in collision repair. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.